You're listening to Gays Gaze, in which we're gay, and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies, and sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and have they ever met a lesbian? And I'm Erin, and who's got a beard that's long and white? Santa's got a beard (laughs) that's long and white? Who comes around (laughs) on a special night? Santa comes around on a special night? Special night? Beard that's white? Must be Santa. <laughs> Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. <laughs> Do you know who sings that song? I just learned just now. No, and in fact, I had never heard that song before we watched Happiest Season, today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that song is by Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, really? apparently yeah um i have known about that song forever and jess and i my college roommate we would sing it to one another every single christmas the entire time that we were in school it would be like oh it's christmas time to start playing must be santa again wow (laughs) anyway it's queer culture to sing must be santa yay it's happy season like i just said it is it's happy (laughs) season time um everybody has been talking about this movie for weeks Mm -hmm. and we're finally here I think yeah. we wanted to push it, you know, right up to Christmas because now's the time when you might want to watch this movie, given that it's about to be Christmas. I'd be I'd be shocked if any of our listeners hadn't watched it yet. I know. Popular. I think most people have, and I know a lot of people who are not even gay and who've watched this movie. Yeah, <laughs> because it's like so promoted right now. Yeah, and the gays are hungry for content. <laughs> this is true. Oh, actually, <laughs> speaking of delicious content, should we mention that you you can say that you're gay now on Neopets? <laughs> That's okay. That is unrelated to this, but it is good news. It As two regular, we've definitely mentioned Neopets more than once yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> um, As two still active Neopets players, we're very excited to announce active. that you're now. Yeah, I would say active. Very (laughs) excited to announce that um, Neopets finally made the decision that you can say that you're gay on Neopets.com. Up until now, literally it's 2020, up until now you were not allowed to say I am gay on Neopets.com. It was against the rules and they could delete your account for it. Yeah, So Time to go feed your Neopet. Yeah, have you you fed your Neopets lately? (laughs) Yeah. Are they sad? You might want to check in on them. I don't know. Yeah. Check it out. Go tell your Neopets profile. Co- I'm go gay. come out to your Neopet. <laughs> your oh my Neopet, god, you can tell your, your Neopet own didn't Neopet know you were gay. <laughs> yeah, they oh weren't able to know before. <laughs> now they can know. Now they can know. That's neither here nor there. What is what it is time for? Is it's time to talk about this movie? Yeah. Um, before we start, I would like to say that. Um, you know, we we read a lot of like reviews and we got some feedback from people that we're friends with and some from some listeners, but nothing quite has stayed in my mind more than a Twitter comment we received from Hot Gay Potato that just says, <laughs> I had lots of thoughts watching this or actually none. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> Oh, that which is just exactly the mood. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because like as I was watching it, I was like, "God, this is such an experience." I'm having so many emotions, but none of them are like easy to put into words. And then sitting down trying to figure out like what to type to actually talk about in this episode was also like, "What? Oh, <laughs> like how do I yeah. process everything that I'm thinking into something concise?" So I'm interested to see how we get there. Yeah, I. 
I kind of wish I'd read, I read like, like a handful of reviews. I, I wish I'd read more, but I, I, it seemed, I don't know. At some point it's like, are, is this a yeah. podcast where we read other people's opinions or am no. I actually going to have to assert myself? <laughs> yeah, you actually have to kind of have your own opinion. Although I will say that there are a lot of very good and thoughtful reviews, yeah. especially quite a lot on Letterboxd, although maybe half of them on Letterboxd are just saying that Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza should have fucked in the movie. Because that's the real take. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, Do you want to give the summary before we move any further? It's Christmas time. Abby and Harper are a couple who have been dating for the past year. Harper gets caught up in the Christmas spirit and spur of the moment invites Abby to come home with her for the holiday. But on the car ride there, Harper admits that she lied about coming out to her parents over the past summer. And they think that Abby is her straight orphan roommate. (laughs) Harper promises to come out to her family after Christmas as her father is running for mayor and the family is stressed out about impressing a campaign donor. So she doesn't want to, like, burden them with this information at the moment. Abby spends the next few days with Harper's family, Tipper, her perfectionist mother, Sloane, her competitive rival sister, Jane, the quirky sister, and Ted, her campaign-focused father. Abby starts to see a different side to Harper as Harper puts on a persona to stay on good terms with her family and old classmates. Abby also has a run-in with Riley, Harper's ex-girlfriend from high school, who Harper had outed in order to hide her own sexuality. After a tiring couple of days, Abby's friend John shows up to take her back home and Abby jumps at the chance to leave. Harper begs her to stay and goes to kiss her, but Sloane walks in on them. Sloane runs to expose their relationship to the family, and in trying to stop her, Harper finds out that Sloane is separated from her husband and is only pretending to stay married for appearances. The two fight and ruin the party that's going on at the time. In the end, Sloane outs Harper in front of everybody, which Harper denies in front of Abby. Heartbroken, Abby leaves. Harper then realizes that her fear of rejection has caused her to lose the woman that she loves, and she comes out to her family for real. It inspires the whole family to be more open about their desires. Harper runs after Abby and tells her that she loves her and wants to build a life with her, and they make up. One year later, Harper and Abby are now engaged, and they're spending Christmas with the family. Yeah. Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a, it's available on Hulu, so if you have a Hulu subscription, um, you can watch it for free. Yeah, you are able to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's not for free because you do have to pay for Hulu. It, I said if you have a subscription. <laughs> <laughs> right. We pay for the subscription. <laughs> I, <laughs> I shake my fist at you from states away. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You, shake, you can shake your fist at me. <laughs> Uh yeah, that's that's a movie. Um Yeah. So yeah, this was, as we just said, released on Hulu and I guess originally it was gonna get a theatrical released, but then after the pandemic, Sony just sold it to Hulu and um yeah. it did really well there. Um it had the best viewership of any original film the service has ever had on its opening weekend. And oh, wow. it's also apparently Hulu's most talked about original film on Twitter. And it uh, trended three times so far. See, gays have opinions. Yeah. Um, we have opinions and, about things. Yeah, and then uh, another major milestone is that this is the first holiday romantic comedy from a major Hollywood studio. So there have been, like, other ones, but this is 
the first one from like Sony then or any major okay. studio. Yeah. Wait. So you said this is the first like cri- like Christmas romantic comedy, but I think you mean gay. Yes. Gay. <laughs> yeah. First gay Christmas romantic comedy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Like, I'm pretty sure that they've done other ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there there might have been a couple romantic comedies released before this. Yeah. About Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> we were just uh, talking with, um, with our friend Hoops about last holiday in the group text. I've never seen that. Oh my god, do you know what it's about? No, what's it about? Oh my oh my god. Queen Latifah is like a normal uh cashier at like a department store when she finds out that she has brain cancer and she's gonna die right after Christmas. Wait, and so she what? decides Yeah, and so she decides to spend her entire life savings on like this blowout trip to Europe, um, so she can just be there while she like prepares to die. Um, and then she falls in love while she's there. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like Christmas romantic comedy in love, but also she's going to die. Wait, but she doesn't die, right? Spoilers? Spoiler alert. She doesn't die. She actually becomes a professional chef because she was so inspired by Emeril Lagasse. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I haven't seen, I actually haven't seen it because I know it'll stress me the fuck out. Yeah. That sounds fucking terrible. (laughs) And another okay i think one thing that we're going to touch on in this movie is like you know like christmas hallmark movies they have like a lot of melodrama and like there needs to mm-hmm. be like some kind of like minor i don't know thing for people to get over um but you know coming out to your family and having brain cancer maybe isn't the best plot points for melodrama yes that's (laughs) both of these two things it's like there's something about there's something to be said about like melodrama over things that are like kind of petty or fixable and both of those are things that like it's stressful to watch somebody try to address something that is completely outside of their personal control yeah like um (laughs) With Harper here, like, she can't control the reaction her family is going to have. So that's yeah. why she's putting off coming out as long as fucking possible. Um, right. This is a societal thing. This is a thing about homophobia and a cultural thing. And right. then same with Last Holiday, where it's, like, literally, like, that she cannot control the fact that she has brain cancer and she's going to fucking die. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> like, also with Harper, um, like, there are, there are very real consequences shown within the movie because she has a sister named Jane who like her family has like quote unquote given up on and basically like ignores and like doesn't appreciate and so like they like make fun of her constantly. Yeah, they make fun of her. And so like Harper is like you know, if she does not want to like be treated that way <laughs> Yeah. Um, then she Yeah. Yeah, I like I think it would have been I I get why they that that character is supposed to be like a comedic character but it was that was also like kind of like a dark yeah. thing where I was like oh god it um, makes me feel a little bit better that the actress who played her is the one who wrote the film yeah definitely so yeah or co-wrote yeah mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah we oops did we write down the name of the directors Clea Duvall yeah Clea is Duvall. the um she's the one who directed the film and she mm-hmm. co-wrote it with um fuck (laughs) (laughs) mary holland yeah nice um Um, what okay here's a question for you what parts of this movie are like moments in this movie did you enjoy what were the things that you liked about it Mm, the 
when um, Aubrey Plaza and Kaysu go to the bar. Um, yes, and- <laughs> Kaysu being Abby because we hadn't said si- si- yeah, who oops. Kristen Stewart was playing. But Kristen Stewart <laughs> yeah. is playing Abby, the one who is forced to be in the closet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ab- Abby um, Ab- <laughs> when they go to the bar and they meet Jinx Monsoon and Bendelacrum. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. recognize Jinx. Really? Oh, I saw her. I was like, there she is. <laughs> I was I was like, Vendela. Vendela <laughs> Crumb. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're two um, Seattle que- drag queens who perform together very frequently. So I, I wonder oh, if really? they filmed. I, I bet it, it must have been filmed in Seattle then. They must have been like, who's like a famous drag queen in the area? We can ask. Who knows? I think Vendela has been in a couple movies. So maybe they were just like, oh. ooh, a woman with some scream, scream presence <laughs> yeah if she does have it i yeah. mean we all know that she should have won her season of all stars and she I not know. walked out oh. because she was too good for the competition i, I love it i absolutely love it um, <laughs> she was the first drag by the way sidebar she's a bendela creme was the first drag queen i ever saw perform live and it was the really? most incredible like okay aside from like college drag shows but okay. she was the first like like professional drag queen i ever saw perform live and it was such an incredible experience like she puts on a show like no other like i still have not been to a drag show that has topped the one that she gave like like, oh yeah she's just so good if you get the chance to see like her one woman show you should absolutely do it because yeah it's absolutely incredible yeah i i think that moment i really liked um i think just any scene with abby and riley hanging out and interacting is good it's funny riley is such a character where it's like i so deeply appreciate her presence in the movie but also every single thing that she does makes harper look shittier and shittier right so (laughs) it's like you shouldn't have been in the movie because you're making the actual love interest so unappealing yeah (laughs) yeah I liked some of the moments with John, um, who I can't remember his actor's name, but he's Dan he's Levy. Sh- yeah, he's in Schitt's Creek. Um, if you've ever watched that show, um, and I thought I thought some of his lines were pretty funny. I thought some of his lines were pretty unfunny. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of um, I not to drop names, but he reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of um, someone that I knew through work um, at my last mm-hmm. job who just drove me fucking nuts. like literally and so every single time i saw him i was like you have the exact same cadence you look alike like oh wow you look alike you sound the same and you make the same type of jokes that are like kind of shitty (laughs) and i hate you yeah by the end i kind of come around i was like okay actually yeah i I shouldn't have judged you based on my uh (laughs) my prejudice against generic looking white cis gay men (laughs) yeah Though one of his first lines is like, Abby is like, oh, I want to ask Harper to marry me. She loves Christmas, so I'll propose on Christmas morning. And mm-hmm. he's like, why would you want to like, like bow to the patriarchy by getting married or whatever? I and I'm know. like, I, which, like, I read in a review that they were like, that line worked. Um, no, that line didn't work. Like, grow. <laughs> like, you, there's two yeah. women getting married. Like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, hard agree. And also, um, I, I know this is supposed to be the segment on things we liked, and now yeah, we're just derailed. <laughs> but um, a- another early, early moment that just like set off all my alarms with his character was when um, Abby is sitting down to give him the pet setting instructions, and he's just flat out not listening. Um, <laughs> okay, that that I was like, okay, this is movie shenanigans that I'm okay with. Yeah. <laughs> 
a, a shitty thing to I do just in hate real when life. Men don't listen to, I hate when men don't listen to women. Oh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> I hate when that's a plot point. I want, yeah. want the men in this movie to listen to women. <laughs> I I kind of assumed that it's it, it seems like they were setting up that his character doesn't really ever listen to anybody. Yeah. But you're I right. Know. It is men should listen to women. Oops. All right. Back to what what are some things that you liked? Actually, you mentioned pretty much everything. The one thing, the one other thing that stood out with me, this is near the end and it actually is a John moment. It's when like, and you can disagree with me on this. That's fine. Because I like liked it at first glance and then read some reviews that like talked about it. And then I was like, oh, wait, now I'm rethinking it. Mm hmm. Abby has just walked out um, after Harper was like, I'm not gay. My sister's lying. And Abby's Mm -hmm. like, bye. And John follows her out and is like, let's go for a walk together. And I thought that that was very sweet. And then in that process, Abby is talking about like how her parents died. And so she always had a really shitty Christmas. And then um, she was hoping that this year would be different, but it was just as shitty, if not more shitty than all of her other Christmases. (laughs) And um, then they have this conversation about coming out um and john is like hey abby like how did your parents react when you came out to them and she was like they told me that they supported me and that they loved me and john was like well after i told my dad that i was gay i didn't talk to him for 13 years and he kicked me out of the house um right and this was a moment where i was like i actually appreciate that they're discussing this because like there is so many differences to people's personal experience with coming out to their family. And I was like, you're only getting such a small portion of that in this movie. You're getting yeah. this super, uh, like, you know that Harper's going to be accepted by her family. You know that they're going to be fine with it eventually, even if they react negatively at the start. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I don't know, it gave me some perspective. And I think that it would give other viewers some perspective who, like, maybe haven't thought about thought about it particularly for straight people i guess straight yeah. people um yeah but i um did read an article after the fact um i believe this was one on them.us um mm-hmm. that pointed out that um this was the scene was really used as a plot device to have john basically tell abby see you didn't have it that bad so you should forgive harper for for her being afraid to come out and mm-hmm. i think that that is like obviously it would and should be abby's decision to make at this point because abby is like so ridiculously like gaslit and like thrown around (laughs) this entire film (laughs) that like it does feel kind of shitty too to have this be like uh like a guilt moment for her um yeah because she already has dealt with so much up until this point so i get both sides of it but it was something that i liked so yeah i remember that moment being more like i understand how you're feeling but like here's the other side of it like if you want to have you know right like it didn't it didn't seem quite so guilt trippy but i also i wish i'd taken more notes during the movie (laughs) yeah so i think both interpretations are like valid Uh, yeah that's that's exactly it i i it was something that at first glance i was definitely like oh i like actually really enjoyed this but then after reading it and i got the perspective i was like okay i can acknowledge that this is something that is like both good and bad about the movie so yeah Anyway, um, that was very actually, long-winded, so thank you. <laughs> no, oh my god, what that's this the podcast. <laughs> um, actually, I do have one more favorite moment, which yeah. is when um Abby Christian Stewart is at the Christmas party and she's wearing like a white button-up shirt with like a little 
black tie around it, but the tie's untied and like her shirt is like half open. Um, yeah, that was a great moment. <laughs> it's really good. Just a good fit. Yeah, it's just really. Oh, you know. <laughs> also, speaking of the Christmas party, there is one scene where Abby like is approached by some random dude who's trying to hit on her, and she immediately just looks at him and goes, "I'm not looking to meet anyone tonight," and then just walks away. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, that's so cold!" Like, put that little yeah. one in my pocket. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not looking to so meet good. anyone. I'm not looking to meet anybody. Oh, I I also liked John um, hitting on the guy at the party, being like, "Yes, like okay, I, that was actually I work good. out." Or I can't remember what he said, but it was do you good. pump? Was good. Yeah, do you uh, pump? yeah. Do you pump weights, or do you do you pump? No, just straight up. Do weights? you pump? No, he yeah. he added a weights at the end. It just like took like literally like thirty seconds. It was it wasn't until after the guy was like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you pump what?" <laughs> like weights how much do you bench yeah uh a thousand uh yeah <laughs> yeah that was really good <laughs> yeah okay i'll give it uh, i'll give it to that that actually uh, that got really? a smile out of me yeah so. enjoyed it <laughs> i guess i am also curious if there were any parts of this movie that were like particularly owie or like frustrating or heart hurty no. for you yeah my experience watching this movie is that when uh, Harper told Abby that, like, oh, I hadn't, I haven't come out to my parents, you're gonna have to pretend to be straight for this entire weekend. My suspension of disbelief ended right there, yeah, <laughs> uh, just right there. So I, I think a lot of the like emotional moments in this movie just kind of passed me by because I was like, I am watching a movie, um, like from then on, um. Yeah. It, which is funny because in retrospect, like, if I had been dating somebody for a year and I was like, okay, I'm literally like gonna marry this person, uh, like, and they were like, like, oopsie, I actually didn't come out, but I am gonna come out. You just have to make it through three days. Like, if I'm being really honest with myself, I would probably go along with it. That being yeah. said, I am not the person <laughs> that you should go to for good advice on boundaries. <laughs> um yeah uh, okay so i'm like (laughs) i mean i feel the same though i feel like yeah see the thing is the thing with with coming out is that it is something that is so deeply personal and like as as a queer person a queer person you really can empathize i would say to a degree with like things that other queer people are going through so especially Mm -hmm. if it's someone as important to you as your partner i think the bigger red flag here is that like she lied about it for six months yeah um yeah that would be the thing that would fuck me up and that would make yeah. me like okay well i don't know now, now right exactly now, now i don't know because you lied to me for six months about it yeah. yeah yeah and especially like and you have to pretend to be straight like just tell them that your roommate's gay that's fine you have a gay roommate yeah I mean, this is my the- gay orphan roommate <laughs> this is she's an orphan gay. don't you take pity on her she's a fucking orphan <laughs> and she's gay she has a, she- such a hard life <laughs> <laughs> god that would be even worse maybe uh, <laughs> i feel like maybe. that might be even worse uh, <laughs> uh, oh, oh god, god. It, i mean if if her whole family thought that she was gay but that harper was the straight one and that like harper was such a good friend for bringing the, i feel like that would be pretty bad i don't know i feel like i'd almost rather pretend to be straight for a weekend <laughs> if i were in abby's shoes uh who knows <laughs> I don't I think at this point I am 
I <laughs> I I'm at a point in my and my outness that it's just like I I can't even fathom pretending to be gay. I'm like every opportunity pretending I'm to be straight. Like, you mean? Or t- I, oh, you said, you said pretending to be gay. So I'm, I'm just gonna say that. Oh my god! Come thank to you. find out, Aaron was straight <laughs> all along. I'm just this whole um, time. I've been this whole time she was straight. Did you Did you guys know that? Uh, no, there's please. literally in my brain. There's like nobody that's gayer than you. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's the biggest compliment. Thank you so much. I I can't I imagine it. anybody meeting you and thinking that you're straight. Me neither. Although I'm sure it happens, especially now because I'm just I'm like, wow, it's so great to be gay on this beautiful day. Literally, <laughs> every opportunity. Like, wow. <laughs> Just out it's a, here it's a gay day in the neighborhood it's yeah a gay day. yeah i mean i feel the same like i i also feel like both of us i, I would say that both of us lean somewhat femme in terms of how we dress yeah. not like but not super but somewhat but both of us are also very legibly queer people i think like i can't imagine somebody looking at me and thinking that i'm a straight person i just simply can't fathom what would be going through their brain um <laughs> so <laughs> totally yeah, I don't, I sometimes I don't know. I I don't know. Straight people just think everybody is straight, you know. They just really they just really walk around thinking that. Yeah. Can't it, imagine. I just it. can't I cannot imagine. Um but I will say one of my favorite moments was uh in college. So this was like I think like 2012-2013. Um I had an internship over the summer and so there were like eight maybe interns and so we'd like all hang out together and they'd make us do intern things and like literally it was like me and this other girl like made eye contact and i was like oh and she was like oh and then it was like we like later we went on and we were like yeah we're gay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) just like talking about being gay (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. like no i i get it i like to think that i am very clearly a lesbian but i I will say that um, at my old job, I sat across from uh, my coworker, who was a gay man, who I just like, who was so cool, and I really liked sitting across from him um, and talking to him. But I, at one point, I like, I was like talking about my girlfriend uh, of the time, and and he had like a like a like a wait what moment? <laughs> I think he like, thought I was what? straight. Yeah, I, I think it was gay? like a, you. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> It was like it was like a oh this this straight girl is talking about like her friend and then it was like a oh wait no this this gay woman is talking about her partner. <laughs> oh my god. What what were you talking about? Moments in the movie that were like painful or stressful to watch or that we didn't oh, like. Yeah. I I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I I watched this as a movie and I think that was probably a a detriment to my um ability to uh, i don't, i don't know understand some of the more painful moments yeah yeah that's fair i think that for me it was just very stressful to watch a because i don't like like cringe humor very much mm-hmm. at all like there's very very rare instances of cringe humor that i like but anything that is like secondhand embarrassment humor i find like very difficult to watch um like a good example of this is the office like you simply yeah. cannot watch like that style of humor um mm-hmm. where you're supposed to be like kind of laughing at someone and especially with a topic that's as sensitive as coming out 
Um, yeah. To do, like, cringe humor about that did not feel great to me. Although I get that it's, like, fine and normal for many people and that that's just a very personal take, so. I also don't really like cringe humor. I I didn't really recognize that many cringe humor moments in this. I think that the it's very early on, but I think that the dinner is one of the big examples of that, where they go out mm-hmm. to dinner and then Harper's parents invite her high school ex-boyfriend. yeah. And they have this, like, awkward, like, sitting around, but it's supposed to be kind of funny because Abby is, like, trying to be straight, and so that's supposed to be yeah. kind of funny, and it's not funny to me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't find stressful. that scene funny at all. I think I, yeah. I kind of forgot that that scene was supposed to be funny, actually. Yeah, it's supposed to be funny. Yeah, yeah. and there are so many other scenes like that that are supposed to be funny. When um, Abby is framed for shoplifting is another great oh, example. Oh, that was really bad. Actually, I I was like, I was, I was gonna bring that up, um, especially since Sloane is married to a, a black man, and so they have two like twin mixed children. I think they're twins, yeah, and yeah. they're biracial, visibly yeah. black. I would say. Yeah, yeah, and and they have the these like twins put a a necklace into Abby's bag, and then Abby gets framed for shoplifting, which is like really. A choice. Yeah, like totally tone deaf. Like, what the fuck? And the the kids, like, don't get any character characterization aside from the fact that they're like kind of like little robots which is also really weird yeah but they're also portrayed as like kind of evil kids yeah they're like evil little robots it's very strange like they don't really smile no it's (laughs) yeah it's It's not nice to them either especially as the only characters of color other than their dad in the movie right it's um oh wait there's also the woman that that their dad is hooking up with (laughs) i did forget about her for a minute (laughs) That's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Didn't um, like that. Yeah. Didn't also really didn't like that. Yeah. I think that there are a lot of cringe humor moments like that. But for me, I some of the things that hurt the worst, I think, are just seeing Abby go through so much pain and also seeing her just uncover more and more red flags about Harper. An especially painful moment is when Riley reveals that um, Harper forcibly outed her and she was bullied for the rest of her time in school because of it. Um, yeah. And I can't imagine ever looking at my partner the same way. Yeah. If they did something like that. Like, I mean, I it probably would come around to it, would need time to, like, learn to accept it. Because I do think that people can grow and change. That's something that's so fucked up that it's, like, it just hurts my heart. Yeah. So. I, I think that would be really hard, especially since, like, you're bonding with this person over, like, a shared experience with... With Harper, so it's like... And so you're just preparing like, for that not, to happen to you. And guess what? Right, it fucking it, does. Yeah. It does yeah, happen. It does happen. So it's like, oh, you haven't changed. Yeah, you even literally though, have not changed. You did the exact same yeah, shit. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was... I th- I think that was pretty hard. Like, I, I kind of... I, I get, like, they were... The melodrama is to, like, have melodrama. But it really does make Harper very unlikable. <laughs> Yeah, it does. And I think that honestly, some of the uncomfy moments too are that you can like empathize with Harper as well. But there are some things that like, even even if you're empathizing with her, you can recognize that it's still unacceptable for her to do the shit that she's doing. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm like, I can see where you're at. I can see what's going on in your brain. And yet, actually, I want to bring up, um, I read um, this article on them.us by Nico Long. Um, mm-hmm. that is called Happiest Season Wasn't Perfect and Here's How a Sequel Could Fix It because apparently a sequel is 
potentially in the works. They're talking yeah. about doing a sequel. Um, I don't know how that would go. Um, but let me just read you an excerpt from this article. It's a little bit long, but I found it. I, I don't know. I found it helpful in understanding it, I think, a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for her part, Duval, the director, has defended the film's choice to have Abby end up with a woman who spent the, la- the past 100 minutes gaslighting and emotionally manipulating her. When it comes to Harper's poor decisions, she believes the ending of Happiest Season is about the power of redemption. And then this is a quote from Duval. Mm-hmm. We're meeting her on the worst four days of her life where she's hitting bottom and we are watching it. And that is messy and that is uncomfortable. Then at the end of that, she can come out the other side of it and make a different choice and use it as an opportunity to grow and better herself. She is redeemed. She deserves to be forgiven. She deserves to be loved and she's willing to do the work to get it back. And then going back to the author, forgiveness is an important message, but we're happy a season, for instance, to follow Harper and Abby as they walk down the aisle or while they prepare to have their first child together, viewers would get to share in their joys as well as their struggles. So much of queer representation in film is predicated on the idea that only our pain and suffering is interesting to the audience, but a sequel could actually offer space for lightness, laughter, and a little more love. And we deserve that story too. Um, Which I think is so fair. I think that honestly, I think that all of it is fair. Like I get where it's like Duval is trying to make this point about, like redemption whatever and recognizing that we're all fucked up and none of us are perfect and we all have flaws um at the same time i do get the point where it's like watching stories about pain is exhausting all the time and sometimes we just want to watch two women get married and celebrate christmas and be happy right uh yeah so uh, yeah i feel that (laughs) yeah i think like that i think that's such a good excerpt to have in this um and then another another point that i saw uh, reflected in a couple of different articles is that this being the first like lesbian holiday movie out by a major studio it's Mm -hmm. hard to judge something when it's the first thing and once there are more of these movies out there it's gonna be easier to just like be like this was bad this was good and you know like yeah there's there's too much pressure on being first that let me tangent us for a minute because I actually do want to talk about that. So okay. this is like the first like big studio Christmas movie, whatever, as if Carol didn't exist. Um, we'll just forget about that one. That's fine. <laughs> that is oh, a Christmas movie, yeah, if you'll recall. Um, I yeah. was looking to see what other lesbian Christmas movies exist in the first place. Mm. Like what what even fucking exists? Because I Appar- know there are some. Yeah, apparently um, a bunch of like I was reading an article that was like like seven came out this year but it's just that they weren't released by major studios yeah so there are a couple that i want to highlight as potential options for if you want if you watch this one and want to watch more or if you um watch this one didn't like it and want to watch something different i i don't care but here are a couple of other options that i have not seen but i've simply read about and so i will bring to you to share them um one is from last year it's called let it snow and it uh has like multiple couples but one of them is a lesbian couple um and one of the lesbians is uh portrayed by a non-binary actor um, so that's something that is exciting. Um, 
there's also apparently this very Hallmark style, uh, like independenty movie called Season of Love that also came out last year that is about three different lesbian couples and it's supposedly like very cheesy Hallmark Christmas movie style. So Season of Love is another option. Um, and finally, the last one that I read about is called The Christmas Lottery and it was made by uh, BET, Black Entertainment Television, this year. Um, and it is about a family but one of the daughters um is a lesbian and brings her like wife to christmas so um anyway those are those are three potential options uh the christmas lottery season of love and let it snow wow wow bt is not considered a major studio well because it's made for television it's not made for oh yeah oh i see i know um also in um, Last Christmas, which I believe was released on Netflix. The main couple in that is a straight couple, but the lead woman's sister is a lesbian and they have yep. like a, that's like a plot point in the movie. Yep. I did hear about that as well. Mm-hmm. And there, there, I mean, there are a couple of others that, that don't super prominently feature lesbians. Like um, I was looking at a Merry Happy Whatever, which is starring Ashley Tisdale <laughs> from High School wait, Musical. wait what merry happy whatever yeah and i guess that there is a lesbian storyline in it but i don't know what it looks like and it's not the main storyline wow i kind of want to watch that too there is another there's also a thanksgiving coming out story from 2018 that sounds very similar to this one but it's about thanksgiving not christmas called les mom (laughs) oh (laughs) oh no that's a terrible name. I know. So there, uh, there are a few options, I guess. But God, I guess prior. Uh, I shouldn't say prior. Like, what is your experience with watching Christmas movies? Okay, so I actually I wanted to ask you this too, and like, what if you had like faves? Um, yeah. As a kid, I grew up watching a lot of Christmas movies. Uh, I am a massive fan of the Santa Claus, and actually, oddly enough, Jack Frost, the one with the kid's dad comes back to life as a snowman. You know the one? Ah, uh, sure. He, uh, okay, his dad his dad dies in a car accident, and, and then, then he, he, and then he, turns he into says a like a prayer, and then he turns into a snowman, and then he spends the winter with his snowman dad. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I also am a massive fan of Heat Miser and Snow Miser. In case you didn't know, I'm obsessed with them. I think that they're everything. I would love to do um, a drag <laughs> Heat Miser, Snow Miser oh, fit please. at some point. I think it would be so much fun. That'd be really um, good. But uh, as a teenager, I watched a lot of like shitty Hallmark movies with my mom. And um, one thing, they're Every single one that I watched involved Santa to some degree. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched one that did not prominently feature Santa Claus. <laughs> um, wow. So I guess my exposure coming in, I was like, there's going to be a little bit of fantasy to this one. There kind of has to be. Uh, no, there's not. Um, so I wish I wish that this movie had Santa in it. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Put Santa Claus um, in the movie. Yeah, I like Kristen when Stewart like, laying in bed. I- going santa please my one christmas wish is that my girlfriend comes out to her parents and then you get a flash of santa going ho 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 since you were on the nice list i'll make your wish come true and then harper comes out and then they spend the rest of christmas just having a great time i'd be way more into that yeah with santa there yeah santa can come there's oh my god well they have there's like the the campaign donor that they need to impress and then it turns out that that's santa he's santa oh (laughs) Oh my god, you're so 
oh right your mind is huge god oh that's brilliant oh my god what if he was saying all along that would have been a twist that i would have like literally that would have taken me from being like oh this movie to oh this movie Uh, hallmark call me i'm sick of working in marketing i want a new job (laughs) i need a job too you can hire both of us hallmark we'll write santa movies for you yeah um um, and uh yeah, actually, I so growing up, I never really watched any Christmas movies. I think the closest would be like, uh, what are those like, s- like stop motion, like Rudolph movies? Oh, what like Heat Miser, Snow Miser. Um, yeah, yeah, they're just like, yeah, I know what you're talking about, like Rudolph the Red Nosed right. Reindeer. Um, yeah, what's the the Saint Nick one, the Little Drummer Boy? Yeah, um, all of the above. Yeah, I love those. I think those are so much fun. I really do. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, me too. Those yeah. are that's the kind of extent of like Christmas movies I watched as a kid. Um, never watched any of the Hallmark movies. Um, never had any interest in it. I think my parents' taste in movies like very much reflected my taste in movies. So just like that wasn't their bag. Mm-hmm. That didn't become my bag. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until I think like last year or two years ago I watched Elf for the first time. Oh God. Um, <laughs> But I can't even imagine, like, I can't remember who I watched it with. I definitely watched it with somebody. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I haven't haven't seen a lot of Hallmark movies. One of the most stressful movie viewing experiences that I've ever had was rewatching Elf, um, where um, I agreed. uh, Hold on, I'm going to tell this story and you can judge me for it. Dana and I, this is when I lived with, I lived with my roommate Dana, a good friend of mine, and um, we were in our apartment and we had been drinking a little bit all day. But then at some point I pivoted and I was like, I'm going to get like really drunk. Like I'm going to like drink a lot. So I had like two and a half bottles of wine. I was like one of the drunkest moments I've ever been in my life. And Dana was like, yeah, we're just going to watch Elf. It'll be fine. And then literally like 15 people showed up to watch Elf and they were all stone cold. So (laughs) oh no. And I was the only drunk one and I was sitting there like I'm normal I'm fine Uh, (laughs) I'm not gonna throw up I'm not gonna do anything weird it will be okay and we're trying to watch Elf and I'm like literally can't focus on anything other than like how drunk I was anyway don't drink please (laughs) don't make don't make do not drink two and a half bottles of wine no okay I want to bring us back into happiest season um one thing that I you know I appreciate the conversation about it I'll say that I don't know if I love the experience of watching it but I appreciate the conversation about it um the holidays as being something that's traumatic for many people Mm. um so many people that I know have holiday related trauma that makes the holidays like so fucking stressful, like something that is like dreaded and just like a terrible experience. And for them to like yeah. bring it up and address it here in a, a genre of film that would normally be kind of lighthearted, honestly, is both refreshing and stressful to watch. Because if you go yeah. in expecting it to be kind of lighthearted and then you're slapped with like Christmas is really fucking traumatizing and it's like an awful experience for people to have and like... <laughs> I don't know. I both appreciate it and also hate it. So <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, uh, that was another thing that was reflected in in a lot of the reviews and like sentiments from our friends is that this watching this was traumatic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The stress of like, I mean, it's so relatable for so many people. Like, I, I don't know, like 
I, I guess I'll leave you to decide if you want to talk about your own coming out experience. But like, as someone who like, was not and like, Loki still is not out to extended family, like seeing extended family on the Christmas season is like a weird experience where it's like, um, yeah, I have to hide this aspect of my life. Like I can't talk like I have to be like the quiet person at the table because I don't want to start shit. And I don't know it. There's something that is like a little bit painful and stressful in watching that. And there's also something in this movie that I think like, if the movie is made for queer people to consume it, it's kind of preaching to the choir for a lot of Christmas celebrating queer people where it's like, yeah, we know that yeah. this is what Christmas is like. It fucking sucks. Right. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, I <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think, I think if anything of, like, what I related to, like, Harper's, like, dedication to uh, maintaining an appearance in front of her parents, um, I I think that was something that I related to, like, more so, like, not where I am now with my family, but, like, earlier on, um, of just, like, I'm gonna pretend to be something that I think that they want to see. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, do you... Do you want to hear something hilarious, which I, I don't know if you know? Yeah, I do. Did you know that I came out to my mom last year? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, last I, year? I'll... Yeah. I was at your house. I, mean, I was at your house being gay in, yeah. in like 2013. Well, okay. Like so here, <laughs> so so this is this is like a big. There's a big asterisk on that. Okay. That whole thing. So I. I came out a little bit unceremoniously in like, oh God, now I'm trying to remember. I think it was 2012, like right around Christmas. Okay. Um, and it was, I, I didn't, I wasn't really ready to come out, but I, my mom the previous night had said something that made me think that she knew that I was gay and it, it freaked me out so much. I was like, okay, I got to tell her. And, and my dad was like, I, I'm mostly going to talk about my mom here because, like, my dad yeah. was just, like, totally chill. But, um, so I came out. But be, to, like, at that point, I wasn't 100%, like, comfortable with with calling myself a lesbian just because, like, mm-hmm. of some internalized, like, lesbophobia and, like, homophobia. Right. Um, so I came out as bisexual <laughs> in 2012. And... It wasn't until last year that I I told my mom, hey, actually, you, did you, I'm a lesbian, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So not, so I guess that was maybe a little bit of clickbait. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was my clickbait moment in the middle of the, at the end of the podcast. (laughs) This is my clickbait moment. (laughs) Clickbait moment. I came out last year. No, but it was, I think it was just so hilarious because there was... A, a, an adjustment period, I would say. My parents are incredibly supportive now, and I just, I, and I think it was just weird for a while. But it, it's like it's really good now, and that's what matters. Um, but I think, good. yeah, uh, in the in the years of like adjustment, my mom like ended up like reading a bunch of articles on bisexuality and biphobia, mm-hmm. and like would ask me questions like, like, do your do your gay friends like like do they think you're not gay enough because you're bi? And she'd be like, like my, like I would talk about like ending up with a woman and my mom would be like, or a man. But I think in a way that she was like trying to be supportive. <laughs> it was like, she's like, yeah, whichever but also gender. Low key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, and so it's just like, uh, just like kind of hilarious that yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she ended up learning a lot about like biphobia. <laughs> wow. 
And I was like, this is incredibly unrelevant to me. Because even at the time, I like, I knew I wasn't bi. Yeah. <laughs> but I somehow course. thought it would, that would be like. That would make it like easier. Or, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. No, I, or I, I, had, I get it. Yeah. The the previous year too, I'd been dating a man. So I think that I thought that like. Not. If I told okay. Me, wait, hold on. Not the previous year is in 2018. The previous year is in 2011. Oh, yeah. 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 Oops. <laughs> yeah. The. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 2011. Yeah, the year, that was the last yeah, yeah. year that you dated. <laughs> yeah, that I dated a man who I, who was a great, great friend, and who I, I God, I feel so bad because I realized I was like, if I don't love him romantically, I am never gonna love any man. And I was like, shit, I'm gay, and I had this horrible yeah. revelation. It yeah. was so bad. I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. I'm no, so it's sorry. Okay. It's okay. That's <laughs> anyway. Oh my god. Listen, that's just what being true to yourself is like. <laughs> And it yeah. fucking sucks. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, those are rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, thank you for sharing all of that. I feel like that does give me a better understanding. It's funny. I mean, obviously mm. we're such good friends that I know most things, but I don't always know everything, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a fun fact. Yeah. We <laughs> talked about potentially doing an entire episode on our coming out experiences like very broadly to just share like stories, which I think would yeah. be really fun. I think that we should do that at some point. But yeah. also it's relevant here too. Um, mm-hmm. to totally. It. So yeah. 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 We'll say that my coming out experience was weird, but also in the same way that like your mom like learned and like gained resources and got better over time. I feel like like coming out to my mom really really strained our relationship in a lot of ways and then um it it did improve as she like just generally like heard more about like lgbt people on the news and like just kind of got a better understanding and tried actively tried to have more empathy for a while so oh wow yeah i think that yeah man i know i didn't i I didn't realize that about you (laughs) about your coming out wait really (laughs) Yeah, I yeah, I I I, that that's nice to hear. I thought it I thought it only got worse. No, it got it got better. Definitely. Wow. I came out to my mom when I was 18. I waited. So I was like deeply in the closet. Um, I was out to a few friends in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, I knew that I was gay in 11, repressed it. And at age 11, I repressed it until like age 17 when I fell in love with my like straight best friend, as we all do. Just kidding. Um, Not all of us do. Some (laughs) of us are lucky. Uh, But as I did. (laughs) Um, And then... um, also, if if you are a straight person that was my friend in high school and you're listening to this, it wasn't you. <laughs> just, just to be clear. <laughs> just with that out there, it was not you. <laughs> so get that out of your head. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I knew that it was like, it was definitely not safe to come out in my school. And it was also definitely not safe to come out to my parents. So I waited until I mm-hmm. had left for college and I wrote my mom a letter, actually, because I was like, she's oh. going to fully excommunicate me from the family. Like, I was convinced. I was like, I'm just never going to talk to my parents again and that'll be fine. I'll figure out where I'm going to live next summer, I guess. Oh. Or I'll just live in my car. <laughs> like, yeah. I was just ready for it. And she reacted by basically, I mean, there were a lot of things that went bad. Um, homophobia alert, I guess. Like, she tried to get me prescribed for medication that would make me straight. She tried to send me to conversion <sighs> therapy. Um, 
And I mean, there was just a bunch of other shit. But then um, some something kind of clicked around the time that I was graduating from college, where she like had a pivotal point where she was like, actually, like, I guess it could be okay if you're gay and you could live a life like that. Um, so long as you're not trans. <laughs> oh, oh, she asked me constantly. She's like, so when are you going to become a man? It was like never. <gasps> there was like a constant. Like I was being asked, what and also like fuck? being asked constantly if I would um, marry a man too. She's like so that yeah, because she was obsessed that's with what I remember. Kids. Yeah, she yeah. like really really wanted me to have kids. Um, right, but yeah. Anyway, that's... things got a lot better. She was incredibly supportive when I was um, navigating my last workplace, which I won't go into on the podcast, but um, yeah encountering a lot of homophobia and transphobia at work and she was incredibly helpful and supportive in that um yeah wow so. shit anyway that's my story <laughs> so i get it i think that i think that for a lot of people it, it is hard for a lot of straight parents it can be hard to hear that your kid is gay at first and then they just take fucking time to get over it whether that's in john's case 13 years or in Harper's case, an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I think I, I did, I kind of liked the plot point that they were all repressed in some way. Yeah. Like the mom wanted to do karate, but thought that it, it would was, be unbecoming. It could have been really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> if there had been better world building around it to yeah. make it seem better. Like if we had secretly I, seen her like doing karate shit, that would have been yeah. like really like some fun foreshadowing. But instead it feels like a little bit disjointed. So. Yeah, totally. That's my take. I, oh my God. I like like script doctor like if harper and abby had like gone around and oh they'd found out that like the sister's marriage had been had fallen apart and then they found out that like jane was a beautiful painter and they found out that the mom was like doing karate and then they like all joined together to like to like have harper like come out like to them like like i I don't know like it could have been like they all were like maybe there's something there yeah. Maybe I'm not actually ready to become to leave my job in marketing and become a screenwriter. <laughs> you know what? Actually, yeah, maybe not back. quite. Yet. I need marketing. Um, yeah, we need, need a little. Marketing. We need a little bit more time to get yeah. ready for that one. <laughs> we need to consume more media <laughs> with lesbians in it. Yeah, <laughs> and more Christmas movies, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I really have anything else to say about this movie. I had a lot of thoughts about it, but also none at all. So. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Hockey I, I Potato. Wish I, I wish I'd read more about um, Clea Duvall, because um, she's in um, a But I'm a Cheerleader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that movie. Um, I've actually and... never seen it. Oh, oh, we got to do it for the podcast. I know. I ah! want to. I, I, it's on our list to do. Yeah, but I've never oh, seen it. I, there, I've had so many opportunities to watch it, and every time I've been like, yeah, whatever. I'll wow. watch it eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I know. That's exciting. Yeah, I'm, and I'm excited for her to direct more movies. Oh, wait, I have, before, I guess, do you have anything else before we end? I have one more thing I want to ask you. Oh, sure. I'll wait, do you, do you have anything else, though? Uh, oh, wait, um, yes. <laughs> okay, so you go first, um, and then I'll ask you my last question. Okay, um, I guess going, I, I think we we touched on this like a little bit, but um, in a lot of reviews, they they talked about Riley and Abby like running away together. Yeah, and a okay. quote that I love was from um, Bitch Media, um, where they wrote, 
uh, what's gayer than finding love with your girlfriend's ex, which, <laughs> which just like, true. I was like, wow, that is like so incredibly like, yeah, that would have been like the gayest thing to happen. Um, <laughs> and I, I kind of wish it had. Um, um, what's your thing? Oh, my, so my question was going to be, um, uh, so our listener Assis wrote in to say that she watched this movie with her girlfriend. You watched this movie with your girlfriend. Um, I did. I had the opportunity to watch this movie with my partner and said, no, <laughs> we're not going <laughs> to do this. Um, oh. And I'm glad, I'm glad that we didn't watch it together. <laughs> so yeah. I want to know what the experience of watching it with your romantic partner was like, like, I don't know. What were you talking yeah. about as you watched it with her? <laughs> I don't know. I think we both had a similar I should have I should have asked her. I, I could have asked you this before so that you could have asked her. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um and now I'm and now I'm kind of embarrassed because she has she has started listening to the podcast. Oh uh oh hi. This Hello. <laughs> yeah i i don't know i f- i i should have asked her but i feel like we both had a kind of similar experience watching this movie that it was just like okay that was that, that was, was a movie, movie. with yeah. with Kristen stewart in it and Kristen stewart is hot yeah <laughs> yeah man yeah Kristen um, Stewart hot which short is- king <laughs> short, short king, king. Kristen stewart. that was what i can't god i cannot remember who i saw a tweet it now but it's, it's, i did see a tweet where somebody said that Kristen stewart was short king representation yeah and, um, yeah hell yeah she is hell yeah man i i don't know it is funny though because um i watched um the big sick um which is um, oh my god by, i, I want to com- watch it but i can't oh watch it <laughs> Oh my god, I love that movie. I know a lot. By K- Kumail um, Nanjiani. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's about Kumail Nanjiani and um, him meeting his um, wife, who I think is Emily Emily something. But I'm his sorry. it's like a like uh, it's based, based on, on a, a true, true story. story about his actual yeah. experience with his wife. Yeah, yeah, and I watched that movie in in a theater um, by myself, and I was like, great, what a good movie. And then I watched that movie with my partner at the time and i fucking broke down sobbing there was something about there's something about the big sick that i think really like like it triggered me like yeah like more than like happiest season did yeah uh well that um um, reminds me of the two of us sitting in a movie theater weeping at ride your wave um another oh very god. tragic movie about oh sadness and <laughs> your partner um oh. full-on weeping in the theater everybody so, was crying oh my, i cried like three times during that movie i i cried more than that but like actual i like don't like cry cry i i, I was saying actually to my partner i was like i don't think i've ever cried in front of any of my friends just kidding because i fucking lost my mind at ride your wave um i think i still think that that might be the only time i've ever cried around you or like any of my friends <laughs> maybe i'm misremembering call me out if i'm wrong but... no no that that seems right i mean but I just, the like, thing is that we were in people, a but... we were in a dark theater and i was also crying so i don't think i noticed you crying because i was yeah, too busy trying we're to both them up fucking that. crying <laughs> yeah god sorry. that movie is so good that is honestly one oh. of the best movies i've ever seen in my life and that it made me so just good. weep just yeah absolutely broke my heart was thinking about it for days 
Like, oh my god, God, yeah. Rider Wave is so good. If you, if if any of you get the opportunity to watch it, you really should because that movie it's very heterosexual. So we're not going to talk yeah. about it on the podcast. But God, oh. is it a good movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh man. I know. Um, the Big Sick Two. If you, I recommend that, and I think it's available yeah. on streaming services. Um, if you have any, God, I, I, I want to watch on, that, but I just it's know it's going to wreck me. Oh my god. It mu- I don't. I don't know. I can't. I can't even tell you exactly what. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That just. Ah, uh, what a good movie. Yeah. Ah, uh, sad movies. We have to talk about sad movies all the time. Um, just kidding. <laughs> Next week we're going to talk about She-Ra. Um, She-Ra. Let's let's wrap up. Um, but but also I want to give a massive thanks and we uh, must be brave and say you know happy holidays to everybody. Um, yeah. If you celebrate, if you don't celebrate, um, that's okay. If you're having a hard time, fucking get it. Um, I'm having a hard time. I think a lot of other people are having a really hard time and just, you know, standing there in solidarity with you if this is a difficult holiday season. I mean, it's difficult for everybody for a wide variety of reasons this year, but. Of course. um, So um, thank you for sticking with us for another year. Yeah. And um, if you want to, you can follow us on Twitter at gaze gaze um where i try to respond to every tweet we get <laughs> there might be some yeah. i don't get around to i'm sorry um <laughs> we have missed a couple in we the past. missed a couple but but you can tweet with us you can dm us our dms are open and you can also email us at aaron at gaze if you have recommendations or thoughts or just input on anything we've said we'd gladly take it um Read yeah, it, is, respond what's your to favorite it. gay Christmas movie? That what's your you favorite sad gay movie? <laughs> no, I actually don't want to know that. <laughs> what what movie has made you sob in a theater? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Air Buddies. Wait, we want to know. God. Oh shit! <laughs> oh um, damn! I I cried during Airbud. That movie's sad. Airbud is fucking depressing. Um, yeah. Thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for letting us use their songs <laughs> like In Love and You Pretty Thing for intro and outro music. You should go to neonandnude.bandcamp.com and buy their album. It's very good. You like lesbian yeah. music. We know you do. Go buy it. They're yeah. two ladies oh, and if- they're in love. Go buy their music. Yeah. They don't look alike. They just look in love. They just look in love. <laughs> um, um, and hey, if you don't know what to get somebody for Christmas and they're a lesbian, maybe they want some um, Leslie Hall merch. That is true. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> the gay blanket. I wonder if she's still selling mm, it. I don't know. There was a picture of Leslie um, on a rainbow blanket and it said at the bottom of a gay blanket. <laughs> <laughs> see that could be yours <laughs> she's a, she's an icon <laughs> she really is I, I just love her so much um yeah so next year we're gonna be doing she-ra see you in 2021 yeah, yeah oh my goodness we it, there's so much love to you this yes. holiday season we this, love you this so winter much. season happy solstice Happy, happy fucking solstice. Yeah, it will have already passed. No, wait, 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 wait. Is this coming out on the solstice? This is, no, uh, just kidding. It's coming no, out on the 22nd. No, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Happy yesterday solstice. Yay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I'm Aaron. And I'm Aaron. And we are gay. We're gay. Oh, the siren just in time. <laughs> <laughs> coming to take you Jesus away. Jesus Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho. Oh my god, it's Santa!
we have to be we have to become the next santa he is it actually santa, santa out there yeah santa got <laughs> santa was in an accident and now we have to become santa no they killed santa oh no he was in a fucking accident Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>